friends. Welcome back to the MUAC pod. I am Julia. And if I am talking a little low, a little mellow today, it's because I'm exhausted. And also I have a puppy sleeping downstairs, which is one of the reasons why I'm exhausted. I got a new puppy the day after Christmas and, um, it's, it's not going well. I'll be honest with you. The training is, I mean, he's chewing on everything. He refuses to take a nap unless I'm there. So like if he goes to sleep, he can't go to sleep if I'm not next to him. And when he wakes up, I have to be there or else he throws a tantrum. So I don't know if this is all par for the course. If you have any tips or tricks or ideas when it comes to puppy training and helping a puppy acclimate to their surroundings and their independence, please let me know. DM me, email me at MUA Chronicle or MUA Chronicle at gmail.com because your girl is exhausted. I'm so tired. But today I'm excited. We're talking beauty. Specifically, we're talking the top skincare questions, the most Googled skincare questions of 2021. Every year, Google releases their top questions or their trends, like things that people most searched. And in the US, I believe it's the US, maybe worldwide, don't quote me on that, maybe worldwide. The biggest skincare questions, there were, I think, 10 of them. I picked out three. I'm happy to do a part two and a part three. I just didn't want this episode to go too long. But I'm happy to do a part two and a part three talking about the other questions. But I picked three questions that were part of this top 10 that I have gotten asked a lot as well and I wanted to talk to you about. So those three questions that I plan on answering in this episode are, what does niacinamide do? What does vitamin C do for your skin? And what is slugging? in skincare, S-L-U-G-G-I-N-G, slugging. What does it do in skincare? So this episode is, I kind of let myself get a little bit nerdy. Now, I'm one of those people that I'm obsessed with skincare. I love dermatology and I'm not some, I'll read the magazine articles 100%, but I like to go deeper. I like to read the dermatology journal, peer review journal articles, or the, you know, the experiments, the scientific processes, and all of the kind of very science dense language when it comes to dermatology. I want to know what the doctors and the scientists are saying. So that's not to say I don't trust beauty editors or anything like that, but I just really like to go to the source and really see the data. Now, this episode, I am going to get a tiny bit sciencey, but it's not going to be anything too intense. So if you're like, oh, science data, no, thank you. Don't worry. I'm going to try my best to break it down to like the bare bones, most easily digestible. And maybe you like this, maybe you don't, I don't know, but hopefully you'll enjoy it. And hopefully you'll have a little bit more of an awareness of how your skin works or how skin in general works and how these types of ingredients or processes help or harm your skin, depending on where you're at. All right. So before we hop into the questions, I wanted to just give you a very brief overview of skin. 
So what is it scientifically? Because in order to understand how different ingredients affect skin, it's important to understand what skin is. Now you may know this, you may not know this, but please bear with me, just humor me while I break it down. So skin biologically is composed of two layers. You have the epidermis, which is the outer layer of skin, which has the skin barrier function. Basically it protects things that you don't want getting into your skin from getting into your skin. And it kind of helps keep in moisture and keep everything balanced. So oftentimes when we talk about the outer layers of the skin, that's the epidermis. And then we have the dermis, which lives deeper. And essentially what that layer does is it gives strength and elasticity to your skin. So when I talk about the deeper layers of skin, like, oh, hyaluronic acid functions on deeper layers of skin, that's the dermis. So it gives hydration to the dermis. And ultimately your dermis is where your collagen is. It's where your elastin is. It's where all of those things are that really help your skin be strong and youthful and plump and delicious. And so that's why I say when you moisturize, your moisturizer only hydrates your epidermis, your outer layers of skin. But if you want truly hydrated, healthy, dewy, plump skin, you have to use something that goes deeper. So like a hyaluronic acid serum. So those are basically it. And so what happens is your body, our bodies, produce new cells, new skin cells that go from the dermis. They're produced under the dermis. They go into the dermis. And then eventually as they age, they go up into the epidermis. That's why we get that dead skin at the top layer that we want to exfoliate off. So ultimately, when we talk about cell turnover in the skin, that's what we mean. New cells are made in the dermis. They come up to the epidermis and then you kind of exfoliate them away to give yourself that new bright appearance. I hope that makes sense. So now knowing what we know, let's talk about these questions. So first question, what does niacinamide do? This is a very common ingredient. It's been around forever, but lately it's getting even more hype. Because I feel like we've been talking about hyaluronic acid for so long, and now we're talking about niacinamide, which is kind of similar, like same, same, but different, right? Niacinamide is a form of vitamin B, and its primary function is to stabilize the skin barrier function. So that epidermis, how I was saying you have the skin barrier, keeps bad stuff out, keeps good stuff in. Niacinamide basically helps to strengthen your natural skin's ability to do that or your skin's natural ability to do that. So when we talk about skin barrier function, you know, bad stuff out, good stuff in. What I mean by that is the function is it protects your skin from things like UV rays, pollutants, chemicals, anything on the outside that you do not want getting into your body. Because our skin is our biggest organ and it is one of the easiest ways to absorb things into our body. The other function of the skin barrier is to help the skin retain moisture by preventing water loss from the dermis, the deeper layers of the skin, right? So it keeps the good stuff in, good, juicy, delicious moisture and keeps UV rays, pollutants, chemicals, dirt, grime, etc. away from inside your body. So what niacinamide does is it really helps with that, the second function, the keeping good stuff in. So it provides extra assistance for your skin to keep moisture in, in the deeper layers of your skin. 
and that leads to more hydrated, plump skin. The other thing that it helps to do is increase keratin production and stimulate ceramide synthesis. So I hope I didn't lose you. I'm going to break it down. Keratin is a protein. It helps hair, skin, and nails to look healthy and be strong. And ceramides are fats. And they're naturally, both keratin and ceramides are naturally in your skin. And ceramides help your skin to give it that cushiony, plump look. So protein and fat. Niacinamide is a vitamin that helps with both of those things. Naturally, our body produces keratin and ceramides. But as we age that production can sometimes either lessen or become inhibited by something. So niacinamide basically just gives like a little, hey, hey, let me help you out. Niacinamide also has been shown to have anti-inflammatory effects. So if you're someone that has rosacea, if you're someone that has acne, if you have inflamed skin, niacinamide can help to basically calm those things down and get those things under control, get oil production under control, really not only keep moisture in, but also stabilize and what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of just like even out your skin, keep it balanced. That's what it is. Balance. Life is about balance. So niacinamide is very similar to hyaluronic acid, right? Hyaluronic acid moisturizes the deep layers of the skin, But here are the primary differences. So hyaluronic acid is a sugar. Niacinamide is a vitamin. I'm not going to go deep into what that means, but essentially hyaluronic acid goes into the deep layers of the skin, gives it moisture and helps keep all of those things in the dermis, keeps the dermis plump and hydrated. The effects of hyaluronic acid are visible pretty much immediately. You see a plumper skin, you see a dewier complexion, you see just like healthy, happy, glowy skin. Niacinamide, however, functions, it's like more of a heavy hitter. It's a little more muscle and it works with your body to not only keep moisture in, but also, like I said, to to help with that ceramide production, to help with that keratin production. So niacinamide, you may see the effects of it in terms of oil oil balancing your oils and helping with your acne or your rosacea or, you know, moisturizing deeper layers of the skin, you may see those effects somewhat immediately. But in order to truly, truly feel the effects of it on a deep level, in terms of it helping the ceramides, it helping the keratin, it just basically giving your skin more bolstering your skin, helping it be stronger at a deeper level, four weeks. That seems to be like the good benchmark, right? Four weeks, typically a lot of like the retinol sometimes, well, retinols take more than four weeks, but a lot of things, dermatologists will say, you know, if you're adding a new ingredient, give it four weeks to really, really see the results, especially if it's working on deeper layers of the skin, because what that means is you don't see those results really, but eventually those cells that are in those deeper layers after four weeks, they'll be on the surface. They'll be what we see. So sometimes you just got to trust the process. So hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, similar but different. Niacinamide also is a great option for people who want to address fine lines or loss of suppleness, but they also have acne or rosacea. So for me, I have fine lines around my eyes, a little bit on my forehead, but I also still get breakouts. I have combination skin. I, I get hormonal breakouts. I'm like, 
hey, I thought once I hit like 30 or something and I started getting fine lines that I was going to stop getting acne. No, apparently that's not the case. You don't trade one in for the other. So niacinamide is something that I use to really help keep my skin balanced without keeping it. A lot of things that a lot of acne products can be drying or irritating to the skin. Niacinamide is a way to help keep the skin balanced and keep the skin not as inflamed, keep it a little happy, a little more mellow without those drying effects. So really, really great option for someone that has combination skin or someone that, you know, has the texture, but also, you know, the fine lines, but also the acne or the rosacea. So again, I'm not here to preach to you. I I like to always say I'm not here to preach to you one way or another what you should be doing. It is based on where you feel confident and what you want out of your skin. So if you're someone who wants to get Botox and have your whole face frozen, like that's up to you. I'm not here to tell you that that's hideous or that's amazing. And if you're someone that wants to embrace all of your texture and you just want your skin to be a little more hydrated, a little more healthy, a little more glowy, that's great too. So to each their own. The thing about hyaluronic acid and niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, like I said, you can use it for an immediate plumping effect, niacinamide a little bit longer term, a little bit more maintenance, balancing. And the thing about it is they're both so gentle and mellow. And since one is a vitamin and one is a sugar, you can use them together. And a lot of formulas of skincare products are already using them together, already bonding them together. So here are a few product recos in case you're in the market for niacinamide. Some of them you may have heard of, some you may not have. So the Ordinary, I will always plug the Ordinary because they're just so straightforward and affordable. And I like that they have products that are, like I said, straightforward, right? So you can get a niacinamide serum. Boom. That's it. You can get a hyaluronic acid serum. Boom. That's it. You can mix them. You don't have to. The Ordinary makes everything super straightforward and easy to understand and affordable. So love their line. Their niacinamide is really, really good. The other one that most people are familiar with is from Glow Recipe. So Glow Recipe has an entire watermelon line. They have a serum, a moisturizer, an eye cream, and those products have niacinamide. The serum is really, really good. If you're someone that has a drier skin or needs a little extra hydration, loves a dewy look, then that one may be for you. It is a little bit of a higher price point than the ordinary my personal favorite, 100% pure. They have an amazing eye cream, amazing moisturizer, so many great products. They have this powder and I, I love powder products like powder actives because they travel well. They don't take up a lot of room. You only use as much as you need and you kind of, you get to be your own chemist. So This product is a powder that you mix with water. It has niacinamide and hyaluronic acid together. You take a little bit, put it on your hand, add a little bit of water, zhuzh it around, put it on your face, boom, serum. And it's amazing. Obsessed. I hope that that was helpful. I hope that it kind of broke down the science-y part of everything. I feel like sometimes science gets so unnecessarily wordy in like everything and it kind of 
breaks down the understanding of a lot of people to know like what niacinamide is, what ceramides are, what will this do for my skin? And I've always been really obsessed with dermatology and the science of it and the biology of it. But I know that not everyone can read a, well, everyone can read a peer-reviewed journal article, but like not everyone wants to. So I hope that I was able to explain or answer this question in a way that's just straightforward and that makes you feel confident when you walk into a Sephora or an Ulta or wherever you do your skincare shopping or online, you look at the ingredients and you're like, okay, ceramide, I know what that does. Okay, hyaluronic acid, I know what that does. Like niacinamide, I know what that does. I know what this will do for my skin rather than relying on the marketing of the product, if that makes sense. Because marketing, like the labels that they put on, is meant to sell the product. So of course they're going to hype you up. But if you can read the label, which I've talked to a lot of guests on this show about how sometimes reading a product label for skincare, you have to be like, you have to have like a PhD in chemistry. And it's like, mm, no, how about we we make it simple for people because people have busy lives some of us have puppies that we have to get home to and we just need to make things straightforward. Like, okay, what does this do? Is this what I needed to do? What do I need for my skin? Great. Boom. Done. So I'm all about making informed choices. And with that, let's roll into question number two. What does vitamin C do for your skin? Okay. So now we've talked about the layers of the skin, how they function your body, our bodies naturally already produce vitamin C. Healthy skin already contains high concentrations of vitamin C naturally. Vitamin C supports important functions such as stimulating collagen, stimulating collagen production actually, and providing antioxidant protection against UV. So let's break down what that means. You may already know this. You may not. I know we hear the word collagen thrown around all the time, but how many of you know what collagen really is? I honestly thought I knew. And then I was like, let me look it up to be certain. So collagen is a protein. It's actually one third of all of the protein in your body in our bodies is collagen. And it doesn't only help make skin strong and plump and delicious, It makes strong bones, strong muscles, and strong tendons as well. So I was reading one of the articles and it said that like collagen in its healthiest form is as strong as steel. So basically it helps us be, you know, alive. It helps us be upright and walking and moving and like have skin and have muscles and bones and everything and like makes them strong. It basically reinforces. So if you think of steel beams reinforcing a building that's going up, collagen does that for our bodies. So the most common thing that collagen is known for, at least in this beauty space, is that it makes skin plump and strong and that our bodies naturally make it. So we naturally produce collagen, but we produce less of it as we get older. And for women, when we hit menopause, there is a cliff to the amount of collagen that we produce. So even though it's getting less and less and less, once we hit menopause, it it's just bottoms out basically. And then the other part of vitamin C, the antioxidant protection, protection against UV damage, So UV rays essentially damage the DNA in our cells. That's what happens. So every time we go out there and we get a tan, 
Don't get me wrong. I love to go out. I love to get a nice little tan. I feel healthy and bronzy and glowy. Even though I'm always like, wear your SPF, wear your SPF. I still wear my SPF, but sometimes I just want to like wear like maybe like not an SPF, like a hundred or 50 or whatever. Like maybe I want to just cover my body in an SPF 30 and then lay out and maybe get just like a little bronze. But ultimately any tan is UV rays damaging the DNA in our cells. And enough of that damage over time causes those cells to either mutate or die. That's why oftentimes we'll get sunspots. It's in the deeper layers of the skin where basically those cells have been damaged and they start to come out in the up, upper layers of the skin, the epidermis, as sunspots. So the pigmentation is off. And that's how UV rays kind of mess us up. And that's why I'm always like sunscreen, 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 because it can kind of help protect against that. But vitamin C protects it at a different level. It basically chemically, it, it chemically reverses that damage. But if that damage already exists, slapping vitamin C on isn't going to reverse the damage that's on the surface. So when you use vitamin C for sunspots to kind of reduce the look of your sunspots or, you know, your discoloration from UV damage, vitamin C actually goes into the deep layers of the skin, that dermis layer, and it helps provide antioxidant protection for those cells in that area so that when those cells come up to the surface, they're healthier. So that's why vitamin C is another one of those that over time, you'll see the effects of it and you'll have healthier skin, but it do, it is a trust the process kind of thing. It is a, let me use vitamin C. Let me also use sunscreen because vitamin C does make you a little more sensitive to the sun. So you have to use sunscreen or maybe just use vitamin C at nighttime, but then still use sunscreen in the daytime. So these are kind of the ways to use it. So vitamin C basically helps with all of these things. And we produce vitamin C. Again, we begin to produce less of it as we age, as life goes. But taking a vitamin C supplement as well as putting it directly on your skin can help reinforce your body's own natural vitamin C production to help with that collagen production, with that antioxidant protection. So that's one of the biggest reasons why it's so great. And everyone's like, use a vitamin C, do it, because it is that antioxidant. But like I said, it's a trust the process kind of product where you have to hope it's working. <laughs> and, you know, it might not be. And the formulation is very, very important because vitamin C is not the most stable in terms of skincare. So Vitamin C becomes less effective when it's exposed to, get this, heat, light, air, cold, <laughs> everything basically. So the sweet spot for vitamin C is a dark, for liquid vitamin C is a dark space in between the temperatures of 86 degrees and 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Oftentimes the bottled liquid vitamin C serums lose effectiveness fairly quickly. So a lot of the ones on the market that are recommended by dermatologists and beauty editors are powders. Now, I just mentioned powders in terms of the 100% pure niacinamide and hyaluronic acid powder. Very similar type of vibe where you take a little powder. Some you can mix with water. Some you mix with a serum. 
So a lot of them you actually mix with a serum. So you add a little bit of like the powdered vitamin C and you add a few drops of your serum. I recommend hyaluronic acid because it's super duper mild enough. And then you mix it in your hand, you put it on your face and you get that hyaluronic acid vitamin C hitting that deep, deep, deep dermis layer and really helping you out. Again, powder travels well. It won't lose efficacy over time. So highly, highly recommend. And so, and you know, you can find vitamin C powders pretty much from almost every brand they're making these. So Burst has a really good one. They're available at Target. Cosmetics, C-O-S-M-E-D-I-X, has a really, really good one. And um, a lot of beauty editors love that one. Philosophy, I love Philosophy. The Philosophy brand is amazing. Their purity cleanser is really great. I love it. They're, they have this micro, microderm abrasion at home where it's like a manual exfoliation. It's a pot of like this crystal balm where you like rub the crystals on your face, like tiny little, almost like sugar crystals, rub it on your face. And then you put this acid gel on top and you just gently like put it on top and it mixes with the the like exfoliation crystals. And you just sit with it for like, I think a minute or two. And then you wash it off and it's basically like getting microdermabrasion at home. Like amazing chemical and manual exfoliation. I That is the exfoliation I've gone back to time and time again over the years. It's the one I use currently. And whenever I'm like, I'm exhausted, my skin looks dull and it feels like rough and not great. My pores look horrible. I'll use that system to exfoliate. But back to vitamin C. So Philosophy has an amazing powder version. Again, you take a little bit of the powder, mix it with your favorite serum, put it on your face. And of course, The Ordinary. The Ordinary is a great budget option. Very straightforward. They also have a powder. I believe they also have a liquid as well. So whatever your jam is, liquid or powder, do your thing. But vitamin C is one of those supplements that is not only encouraged by dermatologists for you to put on your skin, but also encouraged by a lot of doctors to take as a supplement, right? Like airborne or something like that. So make your choices, do what you want to do, but I hope I've given you all the information about vitamin C as well as niacinamide. Whew. I feel like I need to take a breath because I did not take a breath that whole time. I was just going, 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 going. Sip of coffee. That's probably why I'm going, going, going. So I'm on the West Coast and there's Pete's here, P-E-E-T-S. It is a coffee chain. It is my favorite coffee chain. And they have a churro latte is the new vibe. This thing is so packed with caffeine and sugar, neither of which are good for my skin, I know. But again, when you have a new puppy, their tiny little bladders cannot be controlled. So we've been waking up every three hours to take him outside. We wake up at midnight, we wake up at 3 a.m., and then we wake up at 6 a.m. And when we wake up at 6 a.m., we're up for the day. I'm so exhausted, you guys. Today, though, I woke up at 6 a.m. I looked at Mac, which is the name of my puppy. I looked at him, and he was just like, nah, girl. And I was like, yeah, you want to sleep for like another half hour? And he just laid down. So I turned the light off and we went back to sleep for half an hour and it was glorious. And I was like, okay, yes, this is amazing. 
But anyway, churro lattes, new puppies, third question. Let's get to it. What is slugging in skincare? So this is a trend that has been around in K-beauty, but has made its way to America and worldwide. It has been on TikTok. It's been on Instagram. It's essentially slugging is putting petroleum jelly, so like Vaseline, on your skin, on your face, in order to keep moisture in. So this is a technique that's recommended for dry to extremely dry skin. And let's just break it down. So dermatologists have said that petroleum jelly is totally safe to use on your face. For a lot of people, it's too goopy. I have a combination skin, like I was saying, so I would not put petroleum jelly anywhere near my T-zone where I have a lot of oil production, where I have clogged pores, because that's just going to lock in my oil and that's just going to make my skin be so effed up. So I prefer niacinamide because of my skin type, but if you have drier skin, Vaseline, petroleum jelly may be a good, something good for you. So what petroleum jelly does is it essentially, it's almost like putting plastic wrap on something. It like protects it, keeps it fresh, keeps it in some cases moist. I know a lot of you don't like that word. I apologize. When you have a wound, say you have a, a, a scab or maybe you have like a little sore or whatever, it's dry, it's cracking, it's painful. You can put a little Vaseline on that. It won't affect it. It won't help it heal, but it'll just kind of protect it from cracking, from bleeding, from, you know, if it does crack, it'll protect it from any like dirt or horrible stuff going in. So think about it. Petroleum jelly, aka Vaseline or whatever brand, is what a lot of hairdressers will put on your hairline when they dye your hair. The reason for that is because it blocks the hair dye from absorbing into your skin. So that, and if you're dyeing your hair at home, you may want to try that. If you like always get like your neck is dyed the color of your hair dye, you may want to put a little Vaseline on there and basically it'll block the dye from hitting your skin and being absorbed into your skin. So petroleum jelly forms this kind of barrier for stuff to not be able to get out and stuff to not be able to get in. Here's, I feel like, a misconception that is made about this technique, slugging. Vaseline or petroleum jelly is not a moisturizer. So it basically, like I said, keeps stuff from going in or coming out of your skin. So if you have moisture production, which a lot of us do, but if you have extra dry skin, you may not be producing enough moisture. So if you just put Vaseline on your skin, it's not going to hydrate your skin. Sure, it's going to make you look dewy and sheeny and all of those things, but it's not going to hydrate your skin. So in order to do that, you should put a moisturizer on first. Put a moisturizer on and then the petroleum jelly and it'll seal in that moisturizer. It'll make sure that it's locked and nothing can get in, nothing can get out, nothing's oxidizing. So it's not, petroleum jelly is not a substitute for a moisturizer, but it's good if you have extra dry skin and you need to lock that moisture in put it on. Or again, if you have an injury of some sort, you can put it on there and it'll keep stuff out that you don't want. Dirt, germs, whatever. The other thing I feel like I really, really need to mention to you is whatever you put on and then you put petroleum jelly over, 
you're locking it in and oftentimes you're creating an area or a zone or an environment. That's the word. You're creating an environment for that stuff to work even more aggressively. So do not, please, for the love of God, do not put it over retinol. Do not put it over an alpha hydroxy or a beta hydroxy acid. Anything that is aggressive on your skin, do not put it on top of that because it'll essentially just make that product work harder. And that doesn't mean that you put on retinol and then you put on Vaseline and all of a sudden it's going to look like you have a facelift. No, it's, it might give you burns on your skin. So please don't do that. Please only use it with moisturizers or hyaluronic acid, like very gentle, subtle, hydrating things if you feel the need to try this. Personal anecdote, um, I once had really dry lips, like super dry, cracked, red, and I was like, why? What's happening? So I put Vaseline on them. I think it was like Aquaphor, which is the same thing, petroleum jelly. So I put Aquaphor on them and I was like, okay, let me try to lock in some moisture problem, I did not realize that my my lips were not just dry. They were not dry and chapped. I had burns on my lips. Very, very little, tiny, subtle burns. I, this is so stupid. I went to a, like a pub, gastro pub, whatever, and I had hot wings. I love hot wings. I love spicy food. My dream is to be on Hot Ones. If you're familiar with that YouTube show, I'm obsessed with it, have been since the first season. And someday I dream of having any kind of renown in the world just so I can go on Hot Ones. So I I was eating these hot wings and they were very hot. And I was like, yes, this is delicious. I'm loving it. They literally burned my lips. Like not too much, but that's what gave me like the redness and the dryness. I thought my lips were just chapped. I put on Aquaphor because it created this layer where the heat was trapped. I ended up giving myself second degree burns and third degree burns. Like my lips started blistering all over because ultimately by putting petroleum jelly on the burn, I trapped in that heat. I trapped in that burn and it made it even worse, which I didn't know was possible, but I'm here telling you that I did it because it is possible because I did it and I lived it and it was such a stupid mistake, especially for someone like me who's like, I know all there is to know about beauty. Um, that was a very humbling moment. I will freely admit to you right now that I know nothing. Well, just kidding. I know a few things, but ultimately I'm still very much learning and sometimes learning the hard way. So please, 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 if you try slugging on your skin, do it only with gentle moisturizers underneath, use a CeraVe or a Cetaphil or, you know, maybe a very gentle, straightforward hyaluronic acid. Do not, please do not use it over retinol. Do not use it over more kind of potent acids. Do not use it over things like that. And if you have oily skin, probably not going to be your vibe. You maybe already know that. But if you have a drier skin or an extra dry skin, please, if you try this, let me know because I don't have a dry skin. So I haven't tried this. I don't want to try this. And the only time that I really put Vaseline, aka Aquaphor, aka petroleum jelly on my face was the last time when I gave myself even worse burns than before, but worth it. Still want to be on hot ones. Anyway, 
be mindful of that. And if you try it and it works, please let me know. And yeah. So I hope that this helps break some of the things down. Again, those are only three of the top Googled skincare questions of 2021. There were, I think, 10 or 11 of them. If you want me to do a part two or a part three, answer the rest of the questions, I'm more than happy to. Please let me know. Um, If you have any questions, again, feedback. I'm always open to feedback. Whatever you want to hear, whatever you want to hear more of, want to hear less of, questions you have, whatever it is. Um, I love, love, love connecting with you all, the the ones that I've had a chance to to speak to. It's it's been so beautiful. So shout out to y'all. Thank you so much. Um, I love doing this. I love, I love doing this. I love talking to y'all. Oh, I just had to have a moment. Okay. Um, I adore you. I hope you have the best week. Please call me 877-THE-MUAC, 877-THE-MUAC. Leave me your voicemail with your questions, your thoughts, your comments, your suggestions, whatever the case may be. Or if you're more of a uh, writer, feel free to email me uh Chronicle at gmail.com. That's where it is. Yes, Chronicle at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at Chronicle. M-U-A-C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and if you're watching this on YouTube, I will make sure to add the text everywhere on the screen and in the comments so that you are able to just click, clack, whatever. And yeah, I would love for us to connect. Um, second episode of 2022. It is a wrap. I will talk to you next week. All my love. Bye. Give me that microphone.